0: This is the topic of today, and we want to invite our viewers to go to the website and download the bulletin. You can do it also by reading on the QR code the way to get that bulletin. I just saw Chad getting into the screening, getting the QR code. Good job. Good job. We want to thank uh, our team, Sebastian, working with the broadcast and also cameras and software, Michael. Will thank you so much, Tracy, for your songs. Thank you, everybody. And for our viewers, feel free to support our broadcast. You can do it through going to the browser vchurch.us forward slash give or text four three two two six eight zero 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 seven. Fall October fourth, twenty twenty. Worship service two hundred and ten. I want to invite you, read with me this beautiful promise from the scripture. Psalm 32, 8. The Lord says, I will teach you and guide you in the way you should live. I will watch over you and be your guide. That is so refreshing. When you think about what the Lord can do in our lives, and we go through seasons, I think that everybody was kind of tired of the summer (laughs) with the heat. It was like, yeah, that was great, but uh, we need a little break. But you know what happens, you know, eventually we will be in the winter freezing and then we are like, oh, it's too cold, right? And then everybody enjoying the spring and here we go again with the cycle, you know. So, but uh, are you ready for, for the autumn season? I know, even in the house, there are new plants, and you probably change your decor and your uh, tablecloth, whatever you guys, you girls do. Of course, it's beautiful. And uh, well, eventually, Thanksgiving, and the, the na- next thing you know is Christmas. <laughs> it's just passing like that. But speaking about falling, what do you think can happen when you are stepping on a banana? Or plantain, peel. What do you think? Oh boy! I, well, I was 14 years old, and I remember walking on the streets, and I saw two girls there, and I was happy seeing the girls, and I'm just walking, and I saw, I, uh, you know, and then suddenly I just saw the sky, whoa, <laughs> oh, boom. It happens. It happens. It happen. but, but why do you think that happens to us? Okay, there are several reasons. Number one reason is there are accidents, right? Sometimes it's just like that. Look what happened to our dear Nana. I, I don't know if you are watching Nana and Tony, but it was a, a toy there in the house. It was an accident. But sometimes it happens because there is a trap. You know, some people are mean. They just can trap you and then you have a big issue sometimes it's because things are being moved and then we fall they move a chair they move something in the house what about pranks it happens too you know and everybody laughs sometimes it happens because we don't see certain things we simply don't don't see that and most of the time, it happens because we are not paying attention. Those are several reasons why we fall. But do you know why did the devil the devil fall? How many of you know the reason? What, what happens to him? Pride. <laughs> pride. There you go. It was pride. Very good, Gabriel. It was pride. That was the reason of his fall. And in fact... In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 28, we are going to read certain things, and I would like to invite my brother Tim to grab the microphone and be ready to read this passage that we will have on the screen. Okay. There you go, my brother, please.
1: You are on the holy mount of God. You are blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Through your widespread widespread trade you were filled with violence and you sinned so I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God and I expelled you your (laughs) excuse me your heart came proud on account of your beauty and your and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor so I threw you to the earth I made a spectacle of you by your many sins and dishonest trade, you have desecrated your sanctuaries. So I made a fire come, from, come out from you, and it consumed you. And I reduced you to ashes on the ground in the sight of all who were watching. All the nations who knew you are appalled at you. You have come to a horrible end and, I, and will be no more.
0: So if you didn't know the story, that's the story. It's a true story. It's what happened to this creature who was made with so much beauty, but pride grabbed him. And that is terrible. I want to share with you today six ways how pride can become a big issue in our lives. So the number one thing is when we are deceived Maybe you're thinking, I'm not deceived. I have never been deceived. (laughs) Well, you are delusional. (laughs) Yes, we go through seasons in our lives when we are being deceived and delusional. What is that? We just can't see anything wrong in ourselves. It happens today, my friends. I'm not saying you necessarily, but what if for a moment you think about this possibility that you just can't see anything wrong in yourself? Is that possible? Is it possible that you just see how wonderful you are? Because, you know, most people think, I am just great. I'm just amazing. Lift up your hand if you think you're amazing. Everybody, I'm amazing. I'm great. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, earlier I was talking to some other friends and I was telling them about somehow we are like the moon. You know, we have a bright side, but also there is a dark side. We, we all have that. And now, as we rotate, you know, the moon rotates, you know, the sun hits different parts of the moon, etc. Or we see parts, different parts of the moon. Things can change. You know, when we are exposed to God's word... The light will show us what is wrong in ourselves. That's one way. The other way is through the preaching and the teaching of God's word. And also through our mentors. A mentor should be like a mirror that says to you, I don't think that is that good. Uh, This is not good. Your spouse, your parents, people, friends of yours, they can tell you, you know what, that is not Not good in you. But the first way that pride can become an issue in your life is when you are deceived. You're delusional. You just can't see anything wrong in yourself. And you have, listen to this, this is is a key here. You have a reason why you do everything you do. You always have an answer. Basically, you are saying, I didn't do anything wrong. It's not my fault. I want you to think about that, because if you, for any reason, are thinking, I haven't done anything wrong, I just have been the victim of all these circumstances or this injustice, and you try to wash your hands of the problem, and you say, nah, no, it's not my fault, you, know, you just can't see anything wrong in yourself, it's possible you are being deceived, or you are delusional. You simply, you just can't see the reality of life. So that is something that you need to consider, my friend. The second reason why pride can become a big issue is when the person is under the syndrome, the little princess syndrome. You know? The little princess syndrome is is so classic in these days. And you know how that works, right? Is The, the little princess sees herself like a... The perfection of God, the beauty and uh, the excellence and uh, the entitlement. And uh, so I deserve everything. I want my new this, my new that. Uh, of course, if, if we are talking about young people, little ones, well, that, that makes sense. That's why we call the little princess uh, syndrome, right? But imagine adults seeing themselves like that. And uh, when, when we are interacting with each other, friends, we need to be nice to each other. If there are ladies, of course we are going to open doors. We are going to bring heavy stuff to their vehicles and stuff like that. But imagine if a woman has this little princess syndrome and she just doesn't, doesn't want to do anything, doesn't want to carry anything. She stands at the door of the vehicle, just like that, like, come on, mm-hmm. open it, you see, in reality, that is pride, now, you know what is the worst thing about the little princess syndrome, is the guy who has that syndrome, the guy, little princess, oh boy, that's even worse, yep. oof, It's like he cannot get up to get a fork. He cannot get up to get a napkin. He cannot get up to get a glass of water. Everything has to be brought to him. And in the workplace, it's the same thing. You know, they they just expect somebody is going to prepare the tools and bring everything to him because he's about to do this work. Little Prince uh, syndrome. So you have to be aware of that. The the third reason, friends, is uh, a rebellious heart, you know and that is exactly the, hope, the problems that the, uh, the devil faced and he failed. You know? It's a rebellious heart. Do we have the right to disagree with people? Yeah. Of course we do. You have the right to disagree. You have the right to believe whatever you want to believe. But from there, to being openly rebellious to people just because they 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 don't think the same things that you think, it's a bit it's a bit different. A, a rebellious attitude actually is just pride. It's, it's, it's basically saying I'm better than you. You you just you're wrong. You're stupid. It's very different. You disagree with your spouse, with your children, with your pastor, with your supervisor, with your customer, with your employee, with whoever you are hired. You disagree? Well, you disagree, that's life. But that doesn't mean that you have to be cruel or disrespectful or, you know, showing, you know, anything like that. No, it's pride. The fourth reason is the, the one thing that I call the stubborn wild tree. You know, it is not his fault. The stubborn wild tree is the guy who never had the chance to, to be trained by his father. Many guys are stubborn wild tree because they, they didn't have that opportunity to, to have a father figure. They're telling them how to do things, how to behave in the school, in the workplace. So they figure it out on their own. I admire those individuals that are like that. I always have said that through the difficulties in life, we are able to overcome those things sometimes and and become really successful, strong, wise people because we overcome difficulties and we did it without the help of many or even without the help of any. It, it is good to do that. But I want to tell... Anyone who has this problem, the stubborn wild tree, that by being so stubborn in your views, my friend, uh, it could be a problem. It could be a problem. It's pride again. I know what to do. No. Um, Fifth reason is the guy who says, uh, I'm really smart. I am really smart, and I know better than anybody else. Do you feel that way? I'm really smart. You don't need to tell me anything. I know it all. What is that deeply is pride. It's pride. Sixth is the person that says, I want to be the king. I want to be the king, meaning in the workplace, this person wants to be the new supervisor, the new manager the new owner of the company in any place if he's in a, a sport team he wants to be the captain captain and coach it's it's a big problem now you know what is the worst part of someone that wants to that goes through this The i want to be the king is the girl who wants to be the king that's the worst Because she thinks that she, she deserves to lead everybody. Just like doing this. Come on. Come here. <whistles> wow, that's terrible. What, what is that in reality, friends? It's pride. It's pride. You know what is interesting? When we think about wheat and wheat, have you noticed that we, with bends because of the fruit, the seed that is inside? You know, what that tells you, friends, is a sign of humility. You see that? But pri- prideful people—it's is just like the arrogance, like that—the way that we stand when we are arrogant. I'm not saying that you you need to to walk like this all the time because you are so humble and. No, I'm not saying that. You can be standing straight, sitting straight. That's that's not the issue. It's what's inside of you. That's the problem. But as example, nature tells us that you can have a lot of fruit. You can be really good and not necessarily you have to be arrogant. You can be humble. You see? Humility means we are willing... To serve others. When we do certain things for other people, not expecting being paid for or received recognition. We just serve people and we do it out of our love for God. And because we know people need help. Now, remember this, serving others doesn't mean it's not equal to become slave of other people, because here's the big contradiction that we see in our homes. Someone is nice to help the rest, the rest do not want to do anything. Everybody stays in the couch, in the recliner. There are ones that are willing to serve because they are humble, right? But the, the others just stay there. It's like, uh, I'm testing how humble you are. I'm testing you. You know, no, no. Humility and service to others also it has to do a lot with the way that you see yourself and and i always say especially to christians i say this friends christians brothers and sisters you cannot let people mistreat you and talk to you like you are nothing because you are someone in the eyes of god you are special i uh, remember i don't want you to see the i don't want you to be the little princess person or the, you know, any of the examples that I gave you. No. No, no, no. It's just a, a, a very objective projection of yourself. You know, people need to learn to talk to you with respect. That's all. That's, right. That's why serving others doesn't mean that you are slave of everybody. Mm-hmm. They just say come and go. If you are busy doing things, even if that thing is taking a nap, somebody calls you, you don't answer, you are taking a nap, you will return the call whenever. That's right. The other person doesn't need to be aggravated or offended That's right. because you didn't take the call. That's right. you, you see that? <laughs> Humility has nothing to do with that. Humility is is your desire to serve. That's humility. Being humble is I'm willing to do things for others. You don't need to pay me for that. I'm willing to help you. Imagine in our homes, every time we do something for somebody in the house, it's like, a, well, this cost you five dollars. Yeah. Yeah. By by ironing this shirt is two dollars. You know, I just pick up the trash. You owe me ten dollars. <laughs> you know, no. No, but it, neither in the workplace, my friends. Ne- you, you have to see that in your workplace is the best place that you can show the true Christian character. Right. It's exactly there in the workplace, because you know how messed up is this world. Yes. But if you show with your humility, your kindness, your patience, your tolerance, that you're willing to serve and give and share, that's a great testimony. You are maybe not a preacher, but you are preaching through your example. But at the same time, if they try to take advantage of you and just talk to you the way that they want, you need to stop them and say, hey, listen, listen, dear friend, I'm willing to to help you, okay? Even though I don't have to, I'm willing to do this for you. Just do me a favor. Don't talk to me that way, okay? There is nothing wrong with you saying those things. To your spouse, did you listen? To your spouse, you need to tell your spouse, you don't have to talk to me that way. You should stop your spouse if she or he is abusing you. You need to stop your parents if they are abusing you. You need to stop your children if they are abusing you. You see, humility is a great thing, but don't go to the point where it's like you value zero. No, that, that's not the case. We need to keep a good balance because that is the way that the Lord wants you to have a good new season. He wants to bless you. Next Sunday on the service to 11, October, uh, October 11, by the way, the message is getting promoted. I'm going to share with you keys to get promoted. Very, very interesting keys. And I promise you, you apply those principles, you will get promoted. Okay, but remember what we read at the beginning of the message, in Psalm 32:8, The Lord says, I will teach you and guide you in the way you should live. I will watch over you and be your guide. He will do that to you. So we acknowledge that the devil had a problem. What was that problem, friends? Pride, so we know that, so watch out with that. Listen to this scripture. All together, please, let's read it. It's on the screen, Proverbs 16, 18. Pride is the first step toward destruction. Proud thoughts will lead you to defeat. You see, it's not just the actions, it's the thought. So that's why we need to be so aware of this. Because we don't want to have the same trouble the devil had and has. (laughs) No. You need to master your mind. Be aware of the possibility that without you saying anything in your little head, in your little brain, you are starting to create these little theories about whatever, and it's just filled with pride. Okay? That's not good. Now, I don't know if anyone here would like to share his or her story of destruction because of pride. Is there anybody here? I'm willing to let you come here in the midst of my message. Share with us what happened to you because of pride. Who, is there anyone who wants to share? Well, I will share with you. My personal story of how pride took me down to destruction. I was in my 40s, and I felt very successful as a minister, writing books, traveling, and uh, enjoyed very much going to churches, and they were very kind to receive me, and uh, here with us, uh, the pastor, and blah, 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 and... So somehow this idea that I was the big potato started to grow in my head. And without me being aware, deceived, I was acting in such a way that I disrespected people. And what happened? Well, at some point people got tired of me. And that was the beginning of my destruction, the destruction of my own family. I lived the experience of divorce, and a good part of that divorce is because of me. Pride. Listen to scripture. Pride is the first step toward destruction. Proud thoughts will lead you to defeat. I know you have your own stories. We all have those kind of stories. For some people that cost a lot of money. Some, For some people that cost their marriages. For some people cost their lives. Do we want to live those experiences again? Oh, no. <laughs> we don't want that. So when we live an experience like that, we just need to stop and say, wow, I got to stop doing this thing. I want to talk to whoever is watching today. Whether you know about our church or not, I don't know if you know about me or not, but I want to tell you this. I know what it is to be with my face on the ground, crying, bleeding, defeated. Broke, broken hearted, rejected, despised. I know that. Don't you think that because I am a pastor, I don't have a past. (laughs) I do have a past. And a lot of those mistakes were because of pride. Sometimes succeeding in life will take you to, to a place of Test. And you know what happens sometimes during that test? You fail. I failed. <laughs> and the result was terrible. I hurt my children terribly. And I was looking for someone to blame. Don't we do that? Well, I did. I want you to know, friend, I was in search. I was in a process of thinking I know, I know. Who is the woman that I can blame for all my problems? <laughs> of course. And you you know very well that uh, you need two people to dance, you know? There are two people in a marriage. It's not just one the guilty one, but mainly was my fault. If you are today dear friend dear viewer Going through a season with misery and sadness and pain, you feel defeated, you feel that your life is almost over because of the destruction that you lived. I just want you to think for a second of this question Is it possible that pride hit you? Is it possible? that today pride is knocking at your door and you are embracing the pride and you say, yeah, I'm that great. With all of my heart, I want to tell you that by the mercies of God, I lived the experience of restoration. It took years. But I was restored. The Lord saved me and came to rescue me. And he can do that for you. It's what I share with all my my church members here all the time. There is always hope. You know, we can be defeated. We can be all beat up. But you know what? God has mercy. He has compassion. You can lose many things, your family, your health, your house, your car, your job, your company. But that's not the end of it. He has always mercy. Because the Lord loves to restore people. He loves to do that. It's his favorite thing. It's his specialty. He loves to restore individuals that are messed up. Like I was messed up. Like many people here in the church were messed up. But there is one more scripture that I want to share with you. In James chapter 4 verse 6. It says, God resists the proud, but what? Gives grace to the humble. Grace, His grace. And that is what you need to experience. The grace of God in your life. The grace of God in your life is what you need to experience by being humble. So I gave you six possible reasons or ways how pride can destroy your life. Okay, I want I want your help friends, church members here today. Let's say those six reasons. Which is the number one? What we what did we say? Pride can come through six ways. What is this, the first one that we say? We don't see anything wrong in ourselves. We don't we are deceived, we are delusional. Okay, good, good. Second reason. Little princess. <laughs> the little princess, princess syndrome. You feel like, you're perfection, right? Okay, very good. What is the third one? Being rebellious. Rebelling against authority. Okay, very good. The fourth way. <laughs> the stubborn wild tree is not accepting the guidance from someone that can help you, right? Very good. Number five. Boy, really <laughs> Boy, I am really smart. Right. I'm really good. I don't need advice. I, I can do this. And sixth. I want, to be the king. I want to be the king, meaning I can lead everything. I'm I'm great. I am just going to overcome everything. And I will kick out this person from that position because I deserve this. You know, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. That is what he wants us to to do through service. So I want to invite anyone watching today. Dear friend, if you want to give your life to God. And I say to you viewer because my church members are already committed to God here today. But if you watching you you want to really commit to God, I want to share with you this scripture Romans chapter 10 verse 9. If you openly say Jesus is my Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. It's all that is required. Faith in the name of Jesus. And I would like to invite you to say a prayer with me. It's a simple prayer that will take you to the right place. Say with me, Dear God, I need your help. I see that pride is horrible. I admit that pride is consuming my soul. I surrender to you. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. I need you, Lord. Please forgive me. I need to change. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord. Everything started on the cross, my friends. The best place that we can go to the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ He wants to restore us. Say with me, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare my life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2020. Dear friends, you are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You have a beautiful rest of your Sunday and I'll see you next week.
1: Amen. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light. Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight. Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served. I know, I know, I know, I know. Thank you for watching Victory Church. Please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at and our phone number is 432 614 9798.